1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to On the Right Road. I'm your host, Paula Phillips, and as always, I've got something good and positive and wonderful to say and share with you all this evening. I hope... The school year is off to a wonderful start for you all, or, you know, that it will be very shortly if you haven't started yet. And tonight's show is just going to be a wonderful way to help get this whole school year started on the right road for us all. It's been, this episode has been in the works for several months now. It started with a focus I had in mind regarding teaching and fear. So many teachers have shared with me over the last few years, especially, how fears about so many things are just creeping into their teaching lives, I mean, fears about not being good enough. Fears about keeping up with technology. Fears about how to adapt to the whole new flexible seating notion. Fears about parents getting down on them. Fears about being able to have enough time and energy to meet all of their students' needs. Fears about things that are even incomprehensible like school shootings. And the list just goes on and on. So I really wanted to do a show about overcoming fear as a teacher, as an educator. And honestly, I really believe tonight's program is going to apply to overcoming fear in general and that it will be beneficial for everyone and You know, in researching to find just the right guest, I came across an extraordinary gentleman. His name is Parker J. Palmer. He's just a highly respected speaker, teacher, and author of many extraordinary books focused on uplifting educators. So we reached out to him in his Center for Courage and Renewal, and he put us in touch with tonight's amazing guest, whom I know is going to be such an incredible blessing for us all. So tonight's show has really developed into a positive force looking into the whole topic of fear from a positive perspective which is, is really the way that I like to look at things and so tonight's episode is titled the courage to teach just like one of Parker Palmer's books and in a nutshell the courage to teach is really the courage to be your real authentic self in whatever subject you teach and however you're called to teach no matter what's going on at You know externally So tonight is going to be All about overcoming your fears And helping you really connect With yourself and your students And your colleagues While also really helping you Truly connect with your passion to teach And finding the courage to teach You know in the way In the fullness And in the completeness You were truly meant to Now first off I haven't done Teacher listener shout outs In a while So I wanted to make sure To do some of those tonight I always like to honor as many of you amazing educators as possible right here live on the air. And here's the fun bonus that's part of it. If you hear your name right now, just send me a quick private message on our Right Road Kids Facebook page and you'll receive a free school supply grab bag. So these are just a few of you amazing educators listening this evening. I always kind of get chills just thinking about all of you from every nook and cranny of the country who are a part of the Right Road family, especially here on Sunday evenings as we all join together for uplifting and support on the Right Road. So tonight's teacher on the Right Road listener shout-outs are drum roll, right? <laughs> We've got CJ Tate from Gateway STEM High School in St. Louis, Missouri. Jennifer Westford from Robertson Elementary in Manchester, Connecticut. Kristen D. Iramo, I hope I said that right, from Franklin Regional School in Murraysville, Pennsylvania. David Pyle from Park Elementary in Fairmount, Indiana. Lulu Means from Vista Fundamental School in Simi Valley, California. Lolita Moore from Gray Elementary in Gray, Georgia. Chastity Puckett from from Decatur County Middle School in Parsons, Tennessee. Melanie Emmerich from Randolph Elementary in Randolph, Wisconsin. Tammy Woodbury from Ivory Primary School in Camden, Arkansas. Melissa Tilton from Douglas Middle and High School in Douglas, Kansas. David Glisson from Hermes Intermediate in LaGrange, Texas. Lynn Durfelt from Roosevelt Elementary in Dinuba, California. Jessica Lytle from Pewterbaugh Middle School in McAllister, Oklahoma. Homa, Susan Rotella from Ashby Elementary in Ashby, Massachusetts, Terry Kester from Central Junior High in Camp Point, Illinois, And Kathy Kaufman, Destiny McCoy, and Brittany Cox are all listening together from Legacy Elementary in Lubbock, Texas. I love how so many of you you are—you know—you're letting me know that you're listening in in Right Road groups. You're like starting Right Road groups in your schools, and I think that's so awesome. So, a huge, huge Right Road welcome to each and every one of you listening tonight. I'm so thrilled and honored you're here with me as I always am. And guess what, you guys? It's time for tonight's first on the Right. Road giveaway. First, I want to make sure to mention that as usual, we'll announce all the recipients from this evening's giveaways on our Right Road Kids Facebook page tomorrow, and we'll get all the gifts from tonight's show out in the mail to the recipient teachers at their schools just after Labor Day. We are now out of summertime gift delivery home mode, and we're back into delivering to all the schools. So, to make sure that you're all in session, we're going to mail all of tonight's gifts, and I think there are about a hundred of them from all the giveaways and everything just after Labor Day to make sure you're all back in session. So yay, let's uh, let tonight's giving fun begin. This first giveaway tonight, it's open to all educators in the U.S. listening to On the Right Road right now. And first, I want to make sure to mention tonight's code word, which is the word courage. So here's what you're going to do, you guys. For those of you new to On the Right Road, in case you're not familiar, what you want to do is have our Right Road Kids Facebook page up and ready. So instead of just waiting for the post to come in your timeline, actually go to the Right Road Kids Facebook page, okay? Then, as I explain each one of the giveaways tonight, Marcy will pop that one up on the Facebook page, and then just follow the simple entry guidelines that are going to be right there in the giveaway post. This first one is not up yet, but because I haven't explained it, but then also you want to type in tonight's code word, Again, which is courage tonight. I thought that would be the perfect word because that lets us know that you're officially listening and it officially enters you. Okay, so I hope that makes sense. So remember tonight's code, word courage. So for this first giveaway, I have eight. And this is one of my favorite giveaways for a while. I just, I had so much fun putting this together. I have eight what I'm calling the Reds Have It gift packages. Each gift set includes red... Sharpies, Flare pens, a V markers, Inkjoy pens and Expo markers, all teacher favorites and all in a red seat sack school supply pouch. So for this giveaway there will be eight teacher recipients and each one will receive one of the Reds Habit gift packs valued at over 30 bucks, worth of wonderful top quality classroom necessities. So exciting, right? To enter you can just go to our Right Road Kids Facebook page right now as you're listening. Just follow those simple entry guidelines in the giveaway post, like I mentioned, and remember to type in tonight's code word COURAGE as part of your entry comment, okay? So, Marcy, you can pop that up on our Right Road Kids Facebook page right now. It'll be open until just after the end of the show till 6.30 p.m. Pacific, 9.30 Eastern tonight, and we'll announce the eight recipients on our Right Road Kids Facebook page tomorrow. Hey, great big thanks to Nair and Seatsack for making this giveaway possible, and you guys know that this is just the first of the fantastic giveaways I'll have throughout the show tonight to help you with awesome supplies for this school year. And just a quick note that if you're not listening live tonight, we're live Sunday, August 19th. Tonight's giveaways will of course be closed after that. But you know we always have fun on the right road, no matter what day it is. <laughs> So now, you guys, I am so thrilled to introduce you all to my very special guest this evening. Her name is Margaret Golden. Margaret is profess- uh, is a professor emerita at Dominican University of California, where she directs the Courage to Teach program based on the work of Parker J. Palmer. The focus of her work is to support educators in lives and professional aspirations. And Margaret is also the director of the Forum for Teacher Wellness at Millennium.org, where she encourages a compassionate global community of educators, empowering them to cultivate their most inspired qualities and bring their best lives to their important work of teaching. Sounds very Right Road, right, you guys? (laughs) We're going to have so many awesome things to talk about, and I am so excited to welcome Margaret Golden to the show. Welcome to On the Right Road, Margaret. Thank you, Paula.
0: It's wonderful to be with
1: you. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited that you're here. I'm so excited about all that we're going to share tonight. And you know, to start, so that we can really all get to know you this evening, because I, you know, as I know you do too, believe that really getting to know someone's authentic self is where teaching and learning can really begin and take place. So I have a few questions to start with regarding your personal journey, if that's okay. Does that sound good? That sounds great. Perfect. So, first of all, so, you know, all of our wonderful listeners and me too, because I, I can't wait to learn more, more about you. What has been your teaching journey, Margaret?
0: Well, I started as a, a teacher of uh, English as a second language in San Diego where I grew up when I was in college, not really knowing that I wanted to be a teacher, and I fell in love with working in schools and working with kids, so I decided to major um in education or liberal studies at that time, get my teaching credential, and then I became an elementary school teacher and taught in various districts as I um, started in San Diego, and then I I decided after a couple years that I wanted to pursue... um, Actually, I just found that many of the schools that I worked in and the, the systems were... We really in need of some change kids weren 't being served real well, so i was I moved up to Berkeley. I got enrolled in a program at Berkeley to get a master 's degree to try to you know change all of public education as I saw it um, at the time and then I went back into the classroom after um, getting my master 's. I really thought I would pursue. Uh, a career in educational policy and finance. And um, so I was in that direction for a little while, and I was just drawn back to the classroom and back to kids. I, so I decided to pursue a doctorate. I got a job teaching in an elementary school here in the Bay Area And while I was in graduate school, and I started focusing then on human development. So I kind of had a two tracks in my world of, like, systems and policy And then I wanted to dive back into what's developmentally appropriate and how do we work with kids where they are. So that became my focus in my doctoral studies. And after I finished, I... Decided that what I really wanted to do was w- still work in the classroom, so I went back and taught for another five years in the um, in mostly fourth and fifth grade. But I, like I tell people, I've taught everything in elementary school except second grade. I don't know how I skipped that, but I did. And um, and then I was called to um, after I had my second daughter. Um, I wanted to work part time, so a small nonprofit in the area hired me to help them create developmentally appropriate practices um, and curriculum for teachers. So we started a pilot project working in Bay Area schools um, to really help teachers meet kids where they are. Uh, And then um, pretty soon I was encouraged to take a university position to help in a credential program there. So as I joined Dominican on the faculty 17 years ago. I started wow. preparing brand new teachers to bring all of who they are to what they do and um, at that time, it was in my very first year at Dominican, 17 years ago I was invited to attend a Courage to Teach retreat and I was so taken with it and it so impacted my life that I became a facilitator of um circles of trust which are um, and applied it to education found funding from a local foundation and developed the Courage to teach program for teachers in the in the Bay Area but people have been coming well from, and that's um,
1: all around well and that's what so that's I want to dive into tonight gosh I love this. I mean, it's like you, you what I, from, from what you just shared, what I love most is that you saw some challenges in education and you didn't just kind of sit on your hands and complain, but you became part of the solution. You know, I, I love that. So so now since you you've already kind of touched upon this, this is perfect. Let's begin to look together at this whole topic of the courage to teach. OK, you know, to your heart and soul. Margaret, what is the courage to teach? What do those four very significant words mean to you? And I know that's a that's a a big question, but in a nutshell, what does what do those four words mean to you?
0: I think what they mean is the ability to bring all that you are, your your both your gifts and a recognition of where you're limited to what you're doing, and to acknowledge and ask for help when you need it, to have the courage to keep going even when things are hard, but know that you're not alone, to be able to look around and say, you know, we're working as a team in this school to help kids. Who can help me? And how can I create an environment where it's safe for people to say when things are hard Um, and have the courage to try something new and work together to solve problems?
1: Well, and I, there's a, a, a quote from Parker's, Parker Palmer's book where he kind of, in a nutshell, defines what he feels a courage to teach is. And it says, and I love this, the courage to teach is the courage to keep one's heart open in those very moments when the heart is asked to hold more than it is able So that teacher and students and subject can be woven into the fabric of community that learning and living require. It's like having the courage, like you just said, Margaret, to be you and to keep your heart open. And to let everything inside of you out to your students, even if you are afraid, even if it is overwhelming, no matter what is going on externally. And and that's something that's hard to do nowadays, I think, because so much is being thrown at teachers. But that's why we're having this conversation, and that's why I wanted to do this episode tonight. So, Margaret... Building on that, on that definition of a Courage to Teach, what is the Courage to Teach program that I know you're so passionate about, that Parker Palmer started, and I know you're a facilitator of?
0: So the Courage to Teach is um, a set of retreats for teachers. We take teachers, a cohort, 25 to 30 teachers, and we meet on a weekend at a retreat center And we create a space for them to show up with all of who they are. So an opportunity to share what is hard, what's going on right now, and to really slow down and have a place that has a certain amount of contemplative time in it so they can hear their own wisdom speak back to them. And we do it, we call it being alone together together. So, for yes, instance, good. we also, while we're looking, listening for our own inner teacher, we're also listening to other people mirror back to us what they see in us. And we have activities and exercises that help us really drill down on what are the gifts that we inherently came into the world to give, and how do we bring those to our teaching? What's getting in the way of that? How do I participate in that getting in the way of myself so we take the time to allow teachers to really plumb these questions about who they are their own identity and how do they want to go back into the world and bring that person that maybe was broken-hearted when they came in about something going yes. on and bring that back with an open heart into, as you said, an open heart, into the workplace, but have the courage to know that they can sustain that and not be broken into shattered pieces, but be more broken open so that they can see right. life with more possibility?
1: Well, so how do, I understand that these programs are now, the Courage to Teach programs, uh, the weekends that you just talked about, are available around the country. How do, I mean, this sounds like something that every teacher should have. It sounds like something that districts should make available to teachers. This sounds like it's part of the solution to what's, the problems that are happening for teachers now. How can they connect with this program, sign up for it, you know, participate in it?
0: Well, there are a number of facilitators working in education who are affiliated with the Center for Courage and Renewal. So there's a website www.couragerenewal.org, and there's a calendar okay. on that website, and you can look through. You can search by region, you can search by um, school area, you know, K twelve versus college. You can search by facilitator if you found somebody that you think might be running program, and they can look for programs that are available. There's also something called Leading Together that the center has worked with over time now with um, a couple wonderful facilitators in the Northeast, Pamela Siegel and Chip Wood. And they've created a an in-school program so that facilitators nice. will actually work in a school. School, to help that school create space where teachers can slow down in the workday, take time, learn to listen to each other, learn to speak to each other um, by asking good, honest, open questions of one another rather than trying to fix and save each other, but just really hold space for one another as we do the work of both Leading Together and Courage to Teach, which takes teachers outside the school and on to retreat, are two opportunities that they can find on that website, the Center for Courage and
1: Renewal. As you're talking, I'm just like, this is something that every teacher, we as a society, we owe it to them for them to be able to partake in this kind of a program, so I just, I hope that. I hope somehow, every one of you listening and I'm going to have to, after we um, finish, wrap up tonight Margaret, I'm going to have to connect with you separately because I want to find out about cost, I want to find out maybe we can even do a Right Road Scholarship or something, I mean I'm talking of, you know I'm brainstorming here, but I just think this is a key here, so okay so I understand that the whole program the Courage to Teach program really started with Parker's book called The Courage to Teach and the sleeve of the book shares this and I I want to read this for you, for all of you. Okay, it's it's this book is so special. It, It it says the courage to teach builds on a simple premise: good teaching cannot be reduced to technique, but it is rooted in the identity and integrity of the teacher. Good teaching takes a myriad of forms, but good teachers share one trait. They are authentically present in the classroom, deeply connected with their students and their subject. These connections are held in the teacher's heart, the place where intellect, emotion, and the spirit converge in the human self. So, Margaret, the heart of the matter... Is really the key. And yet, with the, you know, the institutional focus on testing and the like, I mean, the heart in so many cases has all been taken out of our educational system. I think that's what you were referring to, you know, uh, with the first question when you said, gosh, I needed to do something about this. There's, it seems like there's really a gap between what is and what should be. So let's start with this, Margaret. Why mm-hmm. is the heart of the matter, the heart of the teacher, so important in teaching?
0: Well, like anything else in life, what matters is relationship. Students come to the classroom, of course, to learn things. But if they're not in relationship with their teacher, they're not going to. I know kids say to me all the time, my teacher teacher doesn't like me. If you think your teacher doesn't like you, then you're not going to be open to learning from them. You're not going to be open to hearing or being with them. And so teachers are really called to create an environment that lets kids show up and lets kids know that it's okay to make mistakes and let kids know that their little hearts are safe or their big hearts, if they're in high school, right, older, right. that they can show up as whole people. So the way that that happens is that teachers have to show up as whole people. T- teachers have to be aware of who they are and, and, and how their own being and their own wellness and how much time they've had to really center themselves really in- the environment that they're making in the classroom. So the, the, the heart of it is that the heart of education is the relational. It's that relational piece between human beings. And that is the part that we don't really account for in our systems of testing and our systems of evaluation. Right. We look at it which are also important, um, the curriculum and the uh, methodologies, all of those are important. But without the teacher really putting themselves out there to create a relationship with the student and, uh, so that there's something that happens in that relationship, it, students aren't going to really learn that much.
1: Right. Well, and, uh, you know, I think I think what you just shared is something that every um district needs to hear uh, i think it's such a key piece to what's happening and we're we're letting our teachers in way too many cases feel like, you know, there's ships passing in the night and they're islands out there alone and the heart of the matter is the key. And if we continue to keep taking that out of the teaching equation and putting that pressure on teachers just to stick in this little box, it's just is it's our our system's gonna keep failing. So I hope teachers play that <laughs> that that paragraph. That Margaret just shared to your districts that you know we need to as a country realize how important you as people as individuals with your individual hearts for teaching are. So so related to all this, Margaret, why do you feel there is such a gap? Like I mentioned a moment ago, between the way the educational system is and really the way it it should be. What has happened in the last several decades where this is where this There's a chasm, and it's really a problem. Well, I think like
0: every other arena that we live in right now, we live in a really sped-up, hyper world. We have so much at our fingertips. We're on devices all the time. We can get information at a snap. So if we think about schooling, we can't keep the structure of schools the same. It's not like... We we're going to go in there and we have to transmit the information. Students can find lots of information. We have right. to make it meaningful for them. And I think that everything is so sped up and it feels like there's so much more to learn. And paradoxically, and I think paradox is a really big teacher and it comes out of Parker's work. It was actually his very first book it was called Paradox.
1: Nice.
0: But paradoxically, if we were to slow down and really focus on the teacher's and the students and what matters and what's in their lives and give time for one another to be human in schools, we would be able to learn so much more. Instead of cramming in just one more in-service, one more thing to learn, one more technique, which just overwhelms us, We're, we're only human. And so we can't be a computer. We have to acknowledge that we get tired. We can't just keep... Piling more on, so right. I think that that's what's happened. We've we've tried to keep schools caught up with the latest technology, the latest everything, and teachers are just saying, "Whoa, right, too much." I've got students who I really who really need to know I care about them. So, yes. how do we work together to create environments where that is the? primary thing, and paradoxically if we do that, students will open up and learn so much more, and we can use those as tools rather than have those as the thing that we're focusing on.
1: Well, I I just feel, again, that the Courage to Teach program that that you're involved with that Parker started is just is a key here. I hope that what you shared that that program that's now available in some areas to come into schools, that that will, that part of it will continue to grow. I know it's hard for teachers to go elsewhere sometimes to, to, you know to go out, but if if that program can come into schools and help address this, again I, I'm sorry I keep I feel like a broken record here, but the, I feel like <laughs> this is a key. I feel so strongly about it. Okay, so here's another thing that's so important to realize. You know, in thinking about our fear, and all of those teacher kinds of fears I mentioned early on in the program, um, Parker talks about this, and and I feel so strongly also. It's so important as educators and as parents to remember that. Students are afraid too. They're afraid of failing, of not understanding, of having their ignorance exposed. And Parker t- tells a perfect um vision of this and he calls it the student from hell he had a situation and and he says that so lovingly it's not he's not putting a kid down he's he he because we all understand what that phrase means right as educators so he it, it puts it in such an amazing clear picture you know can you just briefly share this that story of of this and i don't even know if you remember it but but how it enlightened Parker. The light bulb went off that students are just as afraid of us and of school as teachers can be afraid of everything that's going on. Because realizing that, it's like, oh, we're all in the same boat.
0: Well, I think, I'm think i not sure I can uh, uh, do Parker's story service by telling it, but I think that the underlying theme is exactly that. When students show up and they challenge us, I mean, we've all had that student, right? The yes, student who yes. doesn't really, you know, takes us on about things. The student who says, oh, this is dumb. The student who says, I can't do it. The student who has all the things and you're thinking, oh, this is so hard. Or the student who challenges all the other students. Or the student, it, it could just go on and on. We all have those students. Right. We all know. But so <laughs> really, those students are a window into the idea that it's the relational aspect that matters. The reason they're showing right. up like that is because they're scared. They don't want right. to fail. They, like you said, they don't want to look stupid. They don't want to risk because learning is inherently risky, right? It's, I know I'm learning some new technology right now for this new millennium project, and it it is very risky to think I'm not a technology person. That's not my main thing, but if I just... If I don't take the risk, I'll never amount to it. I'll never be able to get it done. And some students have been really harmed by all sorts of things in their lives where they took risk and, they, and, they, and things didn't work out for them. So if, they've, if they had a struggle in school, if reading was hard, if math was hard, the next time somebody tries to teach it to them, they're just a little bit less willing to take the risk to learn more. So to be a teacher who's able to see that in the student and, and get down to uh, how can I develop a relationship with this student so that I can teach and they can learn, that's going to be more impactful than try to just keep telling them, just try again, here's another problem to solve.
1: Right, and, and, and again, Parker so eloquently shares this in his book. He says the silent... And seemingly sullen students, and, and I would add to that the ones who act out, the ones who are the class clowns maybe, the ones who put those digs into the teacher, you know, those students in our classrooms are not brain dead. They're full of fear. And when you realize that, it's, it's like, oh, my gosh. I have a chance here to change that child's life. It's not you. It's not you that's a bad teacher. It's not, you know what I mean? If you shift Uh the thinking, it's like it's that arrogance and silence and challenge that they're putting toward you and sullenness, it often is masking fear. And that just puts it in a whole new perspective and a whole new light. And I think it allows the teacher to, open up their hearts and and find the way. And that's what uh, Parker's, the story, the student from hell was. He realized in a very roundabout way this one particular student and it was life changing for the student and it was life changing for him. So now stay with me Margaret. Okay, we have so much more to talk about coming up. I really want to focus even more on Parker's A Courage to Teach book and program but right now I have another awesome related giveaway for you all, teachers. This second giveaway is open to all educators in the U.S. listening to On the Right Road right now, I have four copies of Parker J. Palmer's A Courage to Teach book and four $25 Amazon gift cards so four more of you can purchase one. It is an extraordinary book. Every page, every paragraph is like a blanket that just wraps around you it's like life-giving to educators so I'm so excited to be able to share this giveaway with you all to enter just go to our right road kids Facebook page right now as you're listening just follow those simple entry guidelines in the giveaway post remember to include tonight's code word courage as part of your entry comment even if you included it in tonight's earlier giveaway type courage there it's not going to show it on the Facebook post so you got to just know because you're listening okay because that will officially enter you so Marcia you can can pop that up on our Right Road Kids Facebook page right now. It'll be open until just after the end of the show, till 7 p.m. Pacific 10 Eastern tonight, and we'll announce the eight recipients on our Right Road Kids Facebook page tomorrow. Great big thanks to Parker Palmer for donating the four copies of his book, and to Lori Stinus and her Keller Williams real estate team, and Mo Anderson on behalf of Keller Williams and her wonderful A Joy Filled Life book for helping to make this special giveaway possible. So, Margaret, Oh my gosh, my list here is just long, long, long and wonderful, but relating to all of this, what about when, as so often is the case nowadays, a school or a district does not have a culture that encourages self and authenticity and heart in teaching, what in the world is a teacher to do in that situation?
0: Well, that's exactly why the Leading Together um, Developing Relational Trust in Schools program was started. It came out of a deep longing that teachers who had participated encouraged to teach retreats, and it felt so um, renewed, and wanting to bring themselves back with open heart to their schools found that the schools weren't really right places for them to do that. And so... This program, Leading Together, was developed to bring teachers uh, together as a school staff to create different norms for being together, ways in which they could have agreements for how they're going to work with one another. And it was um, created to do just that, to help the school's culture shift, because we actually know in other areas of research that the culture of the school and how much relational trust is in the school environment impacts the ability of any school reform initiative. So that's the one thing that will impact how well any school reform initiative you're trying to do, whether it's a math program or a literacy program, or new technology program, for that to take root in a school, the more relational trust among the adults in the school, the more those programs will be effective. So districts, if they're thinking... Um, From a financial, what they're putting money into for helping, wanting to create a new program or get a new initiative going, if they don't also look at creating culture of relational trust and respect among a school staff to work together, they're just throwing bad money after good. More programs, they keep trying another reform. And if we just step back and say what's missing, a lot of wonderful research has been done Brick Schneider. I could name different people who have the basis of this research is on, but it's that the school culture impacts anything that you do, and if you're not paying attention to that and creating more relational trust in the environment, that um, anything that you're trying to create reform around will not take root. So it's bad money, throwing bad money after good to not... Um, really pay attention to that aspect of the school.
1: So this Leading Together program, again, in case somebody's tuning in late, is that, that is something, again, that they if they go to the Center of Courage and Renewal website, they can learn about that Leading Together program. Is that correct? That's right. I want and want to make then sure I'm can, um, Okay, perfect. They
0: can inquire there, and they'd be matched with facilitators in their area who are Great. Being trained to work in their school.
1: Perfect. So, so Margaret, from your experience, all of your experience, and again, sort of in a nutshell, just because of time, I'd love to hear you just share from your heart for hours. You have so much to share, but in a nutshell, what would you say is your best advice for how teachers can find their right roads in teaching? I know that's a broad question, but from your heart, in just a minute, you know, what do you think is your best advice? My best advice
0: is for them to realize, and this is a Parker quote, that self-care is never a selfless act, selfish act. It's the right. only thing you have. You're bringing yourself. So to take the time to slow down, to look at what you're good at, to speak up about what you need, to take care of yourself, to realize you're not going to do it all, you're not... Uh, superhuman you're', a, you're a human being who needs the, the, their own care so that they can bring them their best self to the enterprise of schooling
1: I love that and again related from your experience what is your best advice for how teachers can find the courage to teach and overcome their fears you know I and I know I, I'm so excited about all of our wonderful listeners hearing about the programs that we talked about tonight the courage to teach programs but you know what in a, again in a one minute nutshell how can how do you feel teachers can find the courage to teach and overcome their fears in this crazy world that we're living in today
0: well i think a lot of it comes down to developing their own of, of mindfulness, a way to stay centered in what they're doing. So much research now on neuroscience of mindfulness, on the neuroscience of try of how we can actually develop as a muscle a different way of responding and reacting in environments that are very stressful by how much we practice our own mindful. Um, it could be yoga. It could be walking. It could be any kind of um, focused attention and flow. But if we can develop practices on our own that really help us stay both focused and mindful and non-reactive in the environment, we're going to be much better teachers and we're going we're to be much more healthy as individuals. And that just, our students learn from that. Our students will you know, kids, or, or all people, we don't just learn from what people tell us. We, we watch. We see them right. and we notice and we see, ah, oh, that person's authentic. So stay authentic. Right. Stay who you are and really become, use practices to um, become your best self so that you can model that and be that person that students want to be with.
1: Well, and I think when we're authentic, when we're our best authentic selves, it has a way of overcoming fears in itself. It's like because you feel centered, the fears are not like these big monsters in front of us. They kind of wash away in the calmness. It's hard to put into words. It's hard to explain. But I've really seen that in my life when I'm my most centered is when the fears, it's like, yep, they're there. But I, it, it's like you just feel like a giant in comparison to them, and I am, And again, I know I'm. I might not be explaining this exactly right, but I feel like through that centeredness and authenticity is where we can best overcome any fear. The fear just becomes poof, nothing, you know. So right, we've to just touched her. upon this. Is
0: called courage, Paula, because right, If right. we're not afraid, we don't need courage. Courage is the ability to stand in it even if we're fearful, but know that we right. have the, we have the strength to do it. So how do we embolden right. our courage? We, we, we need time when we can see ourselves and we can really hear other people mirror back to us what our gifts are so that we can have those solidly in our mind so we don't become afraid that we aren't capable. We can do so many things if we're not afraid of putting ourselves out there.
1: Well, and gosh, we've just touched the surface of all of this, of of the Courage to Teach book, Parker's book, the whole program, everything we've been sharing tonight. And I want to make sure that we have at least a couple of minutes here to touch upon the other organization that you're now involved with, starting this month, actually, uh, at Millennium.org. Again, in a nutshell, just because of time, but because I want teachers to realize that this is a resource for them as well. Could you, in a one-minute nutshell, share... What is that? How can, how can teachers reach you through that? And, and I know I, we, this is a whole other show we could do on this, but I want to at <laughs> least make sure they know how to connect with you because it sounds like what you've got coming up is extraordinary through that. So what is Millennium.org and how can they connect with you there? So Millennium.org
0: is a nonprofit organization dedicated to the well-being of teachers. And what we're doing with Millennium is trying to expand our reach, trying to expand the reach of these concepts around giving teachers an opportunity to be together, um, work with one another, and listen to each other, but do it in a community, ongoing community. So we've created teacher forums, and teachers come together in the privacy of their home every three to four weeks in a small, seven or eight people in a forum, and they are online. And we do many of the same things we would do in a Courage to Teach retreat, plus we add in moments of mindfulness. We teach about social-emotional learning. We um, give people opportunities to practice that muscle of well-being in a safe environment with their peers. And they stay together over a year, and the, the, the first pilot project was last year in two different schools. We did them um, live um, in the last year, and teachers reported that they couldn't live now without being in their form. They, they just oh. needed to keep coming back. It was like this place where they felt they could be heard, they could be seen, and they could bring their stresses as well as their successes into an environment and have practices that they could practice with one another to stay centered and calm in their, when they went back into their classrooms.
1: So I really encourage you all, um, you know, of course, check out Parker's book, The Courage to Teach, his program, um, the Center for Courage and Renewal, and also Check out millennium.org. There are so many resources here between everything that we've talked about tonight that I truly believe will be life-changing and serve you. Um, Just like Right Road, like we always want to serve you. I believe these are extraordinary people who are running these programs, and I think that they can just help you and support you and your amazing work so much so margaret again i'm sorry we have uh, you know the time has just gone by so quickly here i just from the bottom of my heart thank you so much for being here Uh, i'm just i'm so grateful i feel like this went by in like three minutes (laughs) and you know and i also want to thank parker palmer for putting me in touch with you and for all of his wonderful books he's written he's written many And actually, he has a brand new one out, and I really encourage you all to look into them. Just Google Parker J. Palmer books, and they'll all pop right up. They're all blessings beyond measure for educators and everyone who's really passionate about what they do and lives and works from their heart. I also, like I always like to do, I want to make sure to thank our sponsors, Right Road Kids, Right Road Productions, Nair, Seatsack, and the Southern California DCH Audi, Honda, Ford, Lexus, and Toyota car dealerships, Lori Stinas, and her Keller Williams. Real Estate Team, and Mo Anderson on behalf of Keller Williams and her Extraordinary a Joy-Filled Life book. And hey, you guys, a reminder to mark your calendars for Sunday, September 9th. That is our next live on the Right Road show date, and it's going to be an, an, another amazing show. I can't wait. Oh, my gosh. Uh, we're out of summertime now, so our, our shows will be a little more frequent. So that's only three weeks away, I believe. And I have one nugget. You guys know I always love to share nuggets from my heart. I have just one tonight. It's a longer one, but I think it's going to be a big blessing for you, and I want to read a little article here that a dear friend of mine wrote. Kelly Clark is the executive assistant to Mo Anderson. You guys know that Mo is our angel sponsor Um just a, a godsend and an angel in 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 my life personally, and Kelly is as well. And she sent this, a uh, brief article that she wrote to me, and I said, "Oh my gosh, I need to share this as one of my nuggets." So here it is. So and it's got faith. It's it's a faith-based article. You guys know that faith is a huge part of my life, just huge. And and I know that you know we can never cross that line in public schools, but we're on the right road here. And I sometimes I. Just just need to express my faith, and this puts it so eloquently. So, again, this is called The Ministry of a Math Problem by Kelly Clark. She writes three nights ago after the dinner dishes had been done the kids and I sat down for a midweek evening binge of Netflix just as we turned on the television my daughter Savannah jumped off the couch announcing that she had forgotten to do her math homework we all shifted gears little brother Justin and I found a quiet art project to do while Savannah sat in the kitchen you know, table reading aloud her math problems Savannah's 8th grade class had been working through a unit on real life finance with the goal of teaching them about financial decisions they will eventually face as consumers, making purchases, taking out loans, filling savings accounts. She read and we listened. Ty was saving for a patio set to enhance his apartment. He needed $650 in order to purchase the set he desired. He was $225 away from reaching his savings goal when he learned that the newest video game was released. That same day, the patio set went on sale at a 35% discount. Ty clearly did not do his math homework either. He buckled in the face of temptation. He blew $100 on a video game and missed the sale. Now, Kelly goes on to say, honestly, I don't remember the actual math that Savannah was supposed to calculate in response to the problem. In fact, I did not actually recall that homework problem at all until two days later. Little brother Justin came to me with a spiritual dilemma. His nine-year-old faith was struggling with the seemingly opposition uh, uh, between God's will in one's life and the concept of free will, which all too often yields negative outcomes. How could God allow life to go so wildly astray if he intended good for us? As we explored this concept together, I offered that every day we each face a multitude of choices, tens of thousands of moments in which we can choose to keep our feet on God's path, of good intention, or we can give in to the temptation and go our own way. Sometimes our own way might work out. Then again, it might not. However, God's path will always yield results that are in our best interest in the end. I prayed that my explanation was both accurate and adequate to convey this heady concept to my sweet little son. I saw the light of revelation in Justin's eyes. I was awash with relief. Then he exclaimed, I get it. You mean it's like tie." "'Who's Ty?' I asked, feeling completely confused and trying not to be discouraged by such a left-field response. Justin proceeded to educate me. "'You know, Mom, Ty from the other night. "'God intends for us to have the patio set in life. "'We just need to follow Him and be aware of the video games.'" Truly, it should have come as no surprise that Justin, who has always had a high level of emotional intelligence for one so young, would find God in a math problem. Children don't have an adult's hazy filter that can make his presence cloudy in our busy, bling-filled world. Children can see God everywhere with great clarity. Since that moment of mutual revelation, I have deeply pondered Ty and his patio set. How many ways, big and small, do I choose the video game over the patio set? How many moments each and every day do my feet slip off his path? Am I even aware, are any of us? Today, may you trod with intention, confidence, and commitment toward your patio set. May you avoid the video games that call you like sirens toward the rocks. May your feet stay on the path, and may you freely make choices that yield good for your life. May you meet God in the most mundane even in math homework. And okay, beautiful article. And I wanted to share it with you as a very special reminder, dear Bright Road teacher friends, that each and every moment you can and will. Make an indelible mark, an indelible difference in your students' lives through math problems and science experiments, through grammar lessons and assigned essays, through music lessons and PE exercises, through everything and every moment of your teaching year. You will make a difference in your students' lives. I believe that you are placed in each of their lives for a very special reason and through all the challenges and fears that may creep into your year, focus on that. You are an angel in your, you know, in, in your students' lives alone and that is an immeasurable gift. Please, please, please hold on to that and don't ever forget it, you guys. And as the time is zooming by here, here is tonight's Awesome giveaway number three for tonight. Remember, you guys, to check our Right Road Kids Facebook page tomorrow afternoon for the long list of recipients from all of tonight's pre-show and live broadcast giveaways, okay? So this giveaway number three is open to all educators in the U.S. listening to On the Right Road right now. I have eight, drumroll, two dollars school supply gift boxes and each is jam-packed with wonderful new school supplies to help you and your students have an awesome school year on the right road so there will be eight recipients and each will receive one of the overflowing $200 school supply gift boxes to enter just go to our Right Road Kids Facebook page right now as you're listening just follow those simple entry guidelines in the giveaway post remember to include tonight's code word courage as part of your entry comment even if you included it in tonight's other giveaway entry Okay, that officially enters you in addition to the simple entry guidelines in the giveaway post. Okay, so tonight's code word is courage, you guys. So, Marcy, you can pop that up on our Right Road Kids Facebook page right now. This one will be open until just after the end of the show, till 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 Eastern tonight, and we'll announce the eight recipients on our Right Road Kids Facebook page tomorrow. Tons and tons of thanks to Nair, Seatsack, Lori Stinis, and our Keller Williams real estate team, and Mo Anderson. On behalf of Keller Williams and her wonderful A Joy Filled Life book for making this giveaway possible. And I cannot believe this is this show I think has gone the quickest of any I've done. It just it literally feels like it's been five minutes. I just I hope from the bottom of my heart, this, is, that this hour has just been a huge blessing for you and that it's helped you feel empowered and ready to overcome any fears and just be a constant reminder that plays like a tape recorder in your head, reminding you to be and live and teach you. And from your heart, I love you all teachers and a million thanks to Margaret Golden for being my very special guest this evening. Of course, also a bajillion thanks to Marcy for the wonderful behind the scenes support that she always gives. Thank you to my amazing engineer, Justin and the whole Voice America team. And thank you all so very much for listening and being a part of the Right Road family. Blessings, love and light to every single one of you. In case you missed any part of this evening's show or would like to share it with friends and family this episode will be available to listen to or download for free and watch for the click and listen giveaway that we'll do for it on our right road kids Facebook page next weekend so even if you're listening now you can still click and listen and enter that give fun okay remember that the next on the right road show will be here live on the voice America empowerment channel on Sunday September 9th in between our live on the right road broadcasts, you can always connect with us on our right road kids Facebook page and via our website at rightroadkids.org and remember you guys if you are not yet signed up as a right road teacher friend make sure you go to rightroadkids.org and do that we're in the process of selecting the next batch of right road KW ambassador grant $500 grant recipients and you need to be signed up there so we can connect with you so if you aren't already a right road teacher friend signed up on our website make sure to do that okay you guys and like I always like to close with always remember that you You are special, appreciated, and loved. Until next time, Sunday, uh, September 9th at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern, here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Be that daily, positive, bold, empowered inspiration for the kids in your life and live your best, most amazing life on the right road, wishing you blessings and courage beyond measure for this school year and every day of your life to teach and be the best you you can be and to live your destiny. I love you all.